Hello, folks, and welcome to Got Your Back, NHL edition, LeBron and Rashad. Bit of an abbreviated episode as we are going to get to our interview with Winnipeg Jets, newly signed forward Mark Shifley in just a couple of moments. Uh, Shifley, kind enough to, to have a chat with us on the heels of signing that brand new contract that should keep him a member of the Winnipeg Jets uh, for the rest of his NHL career. Reminder that got your back, NHL edition, brought to you by our great friends at Kuma Outdoor Gear, where they've got a wide range of gear to fit all your outdoor needs, from tents and sleeping bags, travel games, pet products, and drinkware. And boy, do they ever love their new switchback heated chair as well. World's first heated chair powered by Bluetooth technology. Yes, you can preheat your chair before you go outside. I have three of them. I know, it's gluttonous, but we love them. Uh, Kuma Gear, available across North America. Go to kumaoutdoorgear.com to find a retailer near you and check out all they have to offer. Kuma Outdoor Gear, experience luxury outdoors. As mentioned, Mark Shifley set to join us here on the podcast shortly, but Pierre thought we would go around the National Hockey League real quick with some news and notes and some bits and some bites uh, how you doing, my man? How's your NFL team looking? Well, we're taping this on Monday afternoon, and they play on Monday Night Football, yes. Ryan. Most people would know that, but mm-hmm. I know that uh, you're not a football guy. So I'm busy, man. It's it's, it's not tomorrow. in my wheelhouse. It's funny. We do the local podcast with Jason Strudwick, and the Giants are his team. He claims he's been a fan for 23 years, but he didn't watch the game yesterday. He's like, no, nah, I'm not watching. There's no point. They're out of it. There's no point in watching it. So they we were questioning great. what a fan he actually is. And they nearly pulled off the upset on the yes. day of upsets in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Pierre, let's take a couple of minutes quick here before we get to Mark Shifley. Uh, we're five, six days into the NHL regular season here. Uh, maybe we'll just start in Montreal where news uh, breaking here midday that Kirby Doc is going to be missing a significant amount of time with a lower body injury. And we'll learn more about this, I'm sure, in the next couple of days. But man, talk about a halt in progress, a stall in mojo, whatever you want to call it. Tough loss for a team that was you know, really wanting to get off on the right foot and create some good energy this year. Yeah, really brutal memory. He was hurt last year as well. And uh, I was there opening night last week in Toronto. He might have been Montreal's best player on the ice, um, centering that line with Slavkowski and Newark and and what you thought the Canadians could see in that this year, if Doc could be that kind of player behind the Suzuki line, you know, maybe the Canadians are more than just a basement team this year. Maybe that helps make that helps them make a, a bigger step in their development in the rebuild. But that's that's really brutal news for him, especially because he wants to be healthy and he wants to be that guy for the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, that's a pretty big setback. Meanwhile, in Toronto, Austin Matthews is off to some kind of offensive start. I mean, just shot out of a cannon from a goal-scoring standpoint. Healthy, right? Hitting hitting the ground running this year. We know he was dealing with some stuff early last year and, and really leaving nothing to chance on the goal-scoring front. Six goals in his two games. First time ever that a Leaf starts a season with back-to-back Hatties. Pretty impressive, man. What have you seen? Yeah, and it's interesting. Remember last year, he he spent a, a significant amount of the season, or at least you know half of it, with William Nylander. The other half, of course, with his regular line mate Mitch Marner. And you know, I was chatting about this with Mark Masters uh, last week, but you know, is there something to Matthews where maybe he scores more goals when he's playing with Marner as opposed to Nylander? Except that Nylander mm. scored a ton of goals playing with Matthews. If that makes any sense. In other words. There's only one puck, 
And I'm wondering if he's more of a shoot first guy uh, when he when he plays with Marner. He could care less if Austin Matthews was on with us right now. He would say that it doesn't matter which guy he's with as long as they're scoring and as long as they're winning. But that is one thing that I wonder about if they're, those two are better off separated so that both those top two lines are uh, are scoring goals. Leafs off to a two and zero start. Thirteen goals they've scored already. They've given up nine though. They've given up nine so, already. So, I was going to say they're sort of outscoring their other problems, which is they've not been tight defensively at all so far. You know, it's only a couple of games, but that is the, you know, every contender has an area where where you can chew on and say, I don't know. And for the Leafs, it's going to be their blue line slightly attached to the goaltending. I mean, um, you know, Samsonov was terrific last year. They need that version of him. But TJ Brody, you know, <laughs> blowing a wheel on opening night on this first shift, I think was like, whoa, this is not what the Leafs need on their blue line. So yeah, they, they need to get a little tighter there for sure. Meanwhile, in Chicago, Connor Bedard, all eyes on him as he gets his NHL career underway. We'll read his stats line here, Pierre. Three games played, goal, two assists, three points, point of game pace. Pretty darn good. He's dash one. He's playing 22 minutes and five seconds on average per night. I mean, that is some significant ice time for a guy just just getting his feet wet, but he's in the deep end of the pool because I assume they thoroughly believe he can handle it. So far, so good. Yeah, and again, not that they would come out and say this, but the wins and the losses don't matter either. So he can sink or swim, and they're going to be fine with that. The big thing is is to make sure that his confidence doesn't erode during the leaner times offensively. He's taken a ton of shots and shot at him, so I don't have them in front of me, but he's shooting the puck like crazy like he always has in junior. The difference, of course, is that some of those wrist shots from the perimeter would go in in the dub. And now you've got NHL goaltending and NHL defenders in front of you. So I think I, I wonder what that kind of the learning curve, what that's like for him saying, wait a minute, sometimes I score on those and they're not going in right now. So um, he'll find his way. There's no question about that. One of the ways that you know you're going to be humbled as a youngster in the National Hockey League, though, especially as a center, is the face-off circle. Did you see mm. the clip where he said to the ref, I haven't won one yet. He was talking to the linesman, or it might have been there. I can't remember if it was the ref or the linesman. He said, I haven't won one yet. And then the guy's like, yeah, especially against Sid, eh? So we saw him get his clock cleaned pretty good. But he's at 26.5%. I think it's the great equalizer. All these good young players come into the league, all this hype and number one, and you're great, you're great, you're great. And then fist punch in the nose in the face-off circle. Just a brutal stat sitting there for everyone to stare at. But to be expected. But, but I tell you, and this, he'll have to work at that, just like Member Crosby did after his rookie year. But I tell you what, the respect from opposing uh, defensemen for Connor Bedard right out of the gates is unreal. Do you see how he backs up a blue line? I mean, it, it yeah. is something else to be that age, um, a young 18, as they say, and, and when he has the puck with momentum through the neutral zone, you're seeing defense back way up for fear of being embarrassed by this young man. It's something else. Just seeing if I can grab that stat really quick. Individual Corsi 4 looks like 30. So if I'm looking at that properly, that's 30 shot attempts, I think. Um, but again, I just tried to grab that real quick. But mm-hmm. bottom line, he's trying to shoot everything. Young mistake, though. We saw a young mistake. I'm not sure if he caught it. On a power play, they were down in a game, worked his way up ice, uh, blitzed a shot wide. What's yeah. that? 
Short handed goal by Sean Monahan. Yeah. 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 So he blitzed the shot wide, rims it around the boards. And then I didn't think he got on his horse to get back the way he needed to get on his horse to get back. Young look. And these sorts of things are going to happen, but those little learning moments along the way hit the net and definitely back, start backjacking if you miss it. Yeah. On the same night, I saw the Edmonton Oilers do a bit of that, and they're not young. So, <laughs> yes. very strong. Point. How about that two on O? Did you see the two on O? Darnell Nurse jumped in five guys basically below the, you know, at the oh top of the God. circles and a two on O back the other way. Yeah. Well, we can shift. That was going to be the next topic. So listen, I live here. I cover this team. I, I you know, I, I covered this team for years. It's not an ideal start for a Stanley Cup contender to come out of the gate this way. What's the view from uh, outside the province? Well, I listen, I stayed up to watch that Saturday night. I, I felt a lot better about the performance Saturday than I did opening night. Like, I mean, come on, they tilted the ice on on Van, but uh, they got out goalered, which is a which is a hockey thing. Um, but that's not insignificant either because that's a big part of the story, right? Right now in Edmonton is the kind of net mining or lack thereof that they've had. But come on, I mean on Saturday they had so much time in the Canuck zone and scoring chances and shots and everything that you want to see. It's just a couple of breakdowns cost them. Um, I am not concerned. And, and the one thing that I thought about today, knowing we talk about the Oilers and you can put in a few other contenders, the, the Lightning have lost two straight after winning opening night and uh, the Hurricanes have lost two straight and wild offensive games that are not Carolina-like. You know, these are teams people are picking, right? And one of the things I often think about this time of year when a really elite team like Edmonton or Carolina isn't coming out of the gates the way they want is that there's a psychological part to it. I often wonder about teams that have been knocking at the door that psychologically want to get right back to May. Mm -hmm. And and the Oilers want to play another game against Vegas right now and Carolina wants to get right back in the Eastern Conference Final. It doesn't work that way. You have to get all the work in first. And I know it sounds silly saying this out loud, but I'm telling you, I think there's a psychological part to it where everyone's picking you to go to the final, whether you're Carolina or Edmonton, everyone's saying you're great. And as a player, subconsciously, it's like, let's drop the puck in April. Can't For do sure. that. Got to sure. get there. The, pro- the process matters. That's why you often hear coaches talk about, you know, resetting your identity. You know, people roll their eyes, coach talk. It's really true. Like you, you have to start again with the habits and and the rhythm and what works and 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 all the things that make you a contender. You don't just flip the switch on. You actually have to build that up. And honestly, you know the Oilers and the Hurricanes in particular look like contenders that you know tried to flip the switch. Doesn't work that way. Well, and a couple of months of talking about like from day one of the captain skates where they did some availabilities right up to the regular season about an increased attention to detail defensively. And understanding that we know we're going to be able to score is what they've been saying, but it's about defending. And they open up and give up 12 goals in two games. So that's like, uh, I mean, just completely the opposite of what their intention was. I was at practice today. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl on a line together as they head to Nashville. Evander Kane will be on the wing. So Jay Woodcroft, you know, it's kind of supposed to be that break glass in case of emergency situation. Security blankets. yeah. yeah, he's broken it in yeah. all three games. He put them together late in the first game. He put or in the first game. He put them together late in the second game, and now it looks like he's going to start with them together against the Nashville Predators. So it's the nuclear option, and he's just decided to why waste time, throw them together, and let them dig their way out. They got one goal again, or one goal four at even strength so far this season. The entire team. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, they just look completely off. But again, what, 40 shots on Saturday? You know, I, I'm, I'm not very concerned, Ryan. I don't know how your market is reacting right now, but I would I would tell everyone to take a deep breath. I'm, what do you mean? It's going to come around. But his hair's on yeah. fire. That's how the market's reacting. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, and, and they it's, live and, and die with it, right? And the juxtaposition of it is that the Canucks are the team that, that, that win those two games against a team everyone's picking to win the yeah. Cup. Which is great entertainment in terms of what the expectations were for Vancouver, which I think is they hope to be a playoff team. They'll be right on that bubble, right? But it's a market that that also has ebbs and flows in pretty extreme ways, fan-wise, in that Vancouver market, right? When things are good, they jump on the wagon. When things are bad, they hammer their team maybe harder than any other Canadian market. And to start out 2-0, even though it's a really smart fan base that can look at the numbers and say, yeah, but Saturday yep. was kind of tilted... But I think it's great entertainment to see the Canucks start 2-0 and what <laughs> what they make with that. All right, great stuff, Pierre. That'll wrap up our look around the National Hockey League. Time to get to our big interview of the day, courtesy our friends over at Kuma Outdoor Gear. Fresh off signing what some thought was a surprising deal. Seven years in length, $59.5 million, with a cap hit of $8.5 million a season. Yeah, he and Connor Hellebuck doing the matching deals, I think caught some people off guard. Jets forward, Mark Shifley in conversation here on Got Your Back. So after a grand total of 20 penalty minutes last season, Mark, you have rolled into the National Hockey League with seven in your first couple of games here. You got a scrap under your belt as well. I know uh, you're getting feisty in preseason a little bit too. Is this a, uh, you don't want to be anywhere near the Lady Bing conversation anymore or what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been in the Lady Bing conversation. Um, you know, I definitely, I am definitely not a, I pride myself on not a lot of penalties, but, you know, once in a while I get a 10 minute or, um, you know, not many fights, but kind of just the, the way it goes sometimes. You just got to be ready for anything when this, uh, when the league, uh, you know, in the NHL, you just got to be ready for anything. And that, that's the fun part about it. I notice a theme, though, is, I mean, as a skilled guy, you got to create a little bit of space for yourself out there. So somebody does something that you don't love. I know you didn't love the hit in the corner there from Kachuk, but you've done that before where it's like you got to pick your spots. But if somebody does something you don't like as a skilled guy, you, you got to create a bit of space for yourself, hey? I, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, actually, Dale Howardchuk, it was uh, my 17-year-old year in, in the O, and I was – you know, starting to get a little, a little, little bit of a beating once in a while. And he, he told me, he's like, hey, you know, you might have to be prepared to fight. Like, you know, it might back some guys off you. You might uh, create a little more space for yourself and know that you're not, you're not, you're not scared to, to drop them. And, and it happened in Ottawa. I got, I got hit in the corner and it's kind of, kind of a bit of an interference. And uh, I dropped the gloves and it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty fight, but um, <laughs> you know, all the boys were excited way back in the day for that one. So it's just, it's just the way it is. It's a physical game. It's a it's an intense game and an emotional game, and I think that's what that's what I love most about it. Mark, I'm wondering what the vibes like right now. A couple of games into the season, around your team with you and uh, Connor Hellebuck both signing uh, extensions. My experience is that when these things happen, uh, it, it's it, it it sort of impacts the whole dressing room. Everyone gets pretty excited by that, and and there's been a lot said around the Jets and their future the last couple of years, Mark. So that would have been. I would think uh, a real positive uh, impact in that room. Yeah, I think honestly that was that was that was probably what made the you know the whole situation. Um, you know, I think the reaction from the guys in the room when me and when me and Helly told the the entire team 
uh, before our team meeting. Um, you know, seeing the reactions on their faces and seeing their, uh, you know, enthusiasm and their excitement. I think that that's what made, um, you know, that's what made it, you know, that's what made our day. That's what, that's, you know, specifically me. I know, I know I was pumped when I, when I saw the guy's faces and I saw their reactions when we told them it was, it was, uh, you know, it picked, it picked me up a lot. You just, you just, you just, you know, you always have a ton of thoughts that go through your brain through the, through the, through all of that. And then you see, you know, you see their reaction and that's what, that's what makes it, um, you know, so valuable and, and, and so exciting for, for me is, you know, you know, all your, all your best friends that you spend every single day with, um, you know, be that excited for you. And, and, you know, the things said, you know, even after the fact were you know, we're, we're, we're very, very encouraging, very happy. And, and, um, you know, I hold that, hold that very, very near and dear to my heart. I often wonder, Mark, how much players in and around the room are aware of what might be going on as far as contract talks. And I'm sure you talk to guys that are closer to you or whatever, but it felt to me like the hockey world went, whoa, when both those deals got done right at the same time. Was it the same reaction from your teammates that they went, whoa, that both of these happen at the same time and are announced together? Or was there a bit of a sense in the room that it might have been coming? You know, I think with, with even just me and Connor, we're both pretty private people. Um, you know, we respect the process a lot. Um, you know, we just respect the the confidentiality between you know us and us and Chevy. And obviously, you know, few guys know because, or you know, few guys knew just because. You know, you know, a guy like Josh Morris, he's a guy that I I, I talk to literally about everything in my life, and and a guy that I respect his opinion, I respect his his thoughts, and I think. You know, obviously, he's a key, you know there are certain guys that you'll talk to and, and bounce ideas off just because that's what you do. You know, in these situations, is you you know you you talk to your best friends. So um, obviously, there's a few guys that knew, but a lot of guys that obviously didn't. And um, you know, I think that's just the you know kind of the way the way that me and Helly like it is we like it just kind of you know to do our own thing and 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 you know do the things but behind closed doors and and you know keep it very close to our chest. And I think. Um, you know, that made it even more, even more exciting when, you know, when the news actually broke and people were, were pretty shocked. Such synergy between these two deals in so many ways. Mark, how much conversation happened behind the scenes between the two of you? You know, and there, there was all sorts of, you know, rumors and suggestions and speculations. You guys know what was real about your intention to stay, whether you wanted to or not, what other options that you had. How in line were you with your conversations, you know, kind of being honest with each other about what your intentions were? And how much did one of you staying end up impacting both of you staying? Yeah, I think there. You know, I, I think a lot of the conversations that were had between me and Helly were were more about hockey, um, not as much about our, our actual situation in terms of negotiations and 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 that stuff. But was about hockey. You know, we're both we're both competitive guys. We're both guys that that love the game and want to win and are, are you know are uber uber competitive. Um, and obviously, you know, a guy a guy like like for me. Um, you know, when a guy like Connor Hellebuck is your, is your mainstay, uh, as a goalie, you know, that changes things, you know, you know, when you have him in the net, you have a chance of winning every single night. And, and, you know, for me, that was, that was, that was huge. Um, and, you know, and, and also, you know, I, I, you know, I spend, I spend a good amount of time in Michigan in the summer. So I got to get to skate, skate with them, get to shoot on them and, uh, and try to light them up, uh, at, at these skates, uh, <laughs> just, just north of, north of Detroit. And, uh, you know, I think, I think one thing for me that I respect so much about Helly is how hard he, how hard he works, how dialed in he is, how, how badly he wants to be the best goalie in the league and how badly he wants to, to win. And I think having a guy like that, um, you know, that I, I, I get to sign on the same day and the exact same deal with is, is, mm -hmm. 
you know, very, very important to me and, and, and makes me feel very special. And, um, you know, I'm lucky that I got to go through it with him and, and have a lot of good conversations about hockey and, and excited to spend the next, next eight years with him. It, the other part that was interesting to me, Mark, was hearing Kevin Shovel Day off speak after the signings and also the comments that you and Connor had about the meetings that you had face-to-face with uh, Shovel Day off where it looks like this was a bit unique in terms of, I think, you know, Shovel Day off was really detailing his vision for the next few years here for this team. And, and I know from talking to Mark Chipman at the Board of Governors meeting a couple of weeks ago, he made it clear this team's window is, is still open here. There's, there's no such thing as a retool here for the Jets. The Jets want to still be all in. How important was that to hear it from the horse's mouth, if you will, when you're making this kind of career decision? I think it, it meant everything to me. I think, you know, those face-to-face conversations, obviously the details I'm going to keep to, to ourselves just because, you know, I respect Chevy too much to, to talk about that, um, you know, with you guys. But they went amazing. You know, they, it, it's great to have face-to-face conversations and him to get him to pick my brain, me to pick his brain, see, you know, understand where he's coming from, what he sees, for him to ask me what I see. I think, you know, it shows a lot of respect to me um, as a player, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a guy that loves the game as much as I do, I, I love to talk the game. I love to talk about, about the, the ins and outs and, and, you know, how they value me, how I, how, you know, I value the organization, all, all that stuff I think is, is so crucial. And I think, um, a big reason why this all got done was because of that, that respect factor. And I think, um, you know, my, 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 you know, my conversations with them are just, just went, they just went so well and it just made me feel very valued and very, very happy and um, excited. And I think that's, that, that goes a long way. And I think those conversations, you know, no, I don't know what happens on other teams. I've only ever been in Winnipeg, but there was, it was very, very constructive and went very well. And I think, you know, I couldn't be more honored to, to be a Winnipeg Jet and, and for the, for the next eight years of my life. And, um, you know, those conversations with Chevy, I'll, I'll remember, you know, for the rest of my life. There's a lot that's been said about the Jets over the last couple of seasons. And I wonder if there's a misconception out there, you know, maybe about, about that locker room or about playing in that city or about, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I live and work here in Edmonton where they've, you know, we've taken our beatings in this town over the years too, a little bit in terms of it being a destination. But, you know, is there a misconception out there about Winnipeg? I mean, you've just committed to, to being there for a long time. And uh, I think that really says something when guys like you and Connor Hellebuck do that. But from what you've heard, it's said about it and about maybe the, you know, the team and the bond and all those things. What would you say to people about that? That's the thing. I don't really understand how all that stuff starts in the first place. Um, you know, yeah, we haven't won a Stanley Cup. So, you know, when you, do, when you, when you don't win a Stanley Cup, you know, the year is a failure for, for, you know, 31 teams in the league. Um so, you know, there's things that need to be, need to be fixed. There's things that need to be, be worked on. And, and yeah, obviously it's cold here, but you know, it's cold here. It's cold in Canada in general in the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, I, I know, I know firsthand that we have a, we have an amazing group of guys, um, you know, great training staff, um, you know, great coaches, great organization, a great owner that, that cares so much about the game. And we have fans that are so passionate that love their Winnipeg Jets that, you know, eat, sleep and breathe, Winnipeg Jets hockey and and you know that passion you know is you know is 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 you know embedded embedded into us um, through being in the community and um, you know this is my 11th season here and I've loved I've loved every single day and 
Um, yeah, there, there's been tough days for sure. And there's been days where you just don't know, you don't know what to think, but that's just, you know, being a human being, that's, that's, that's in any job, that's in any, uh, in anything that you do in any place in the world. And, um, you know, but I know, I know the group of guys that we have in this room. I know the character that we have in this room. I know the, you know, how, how much the organization cares about us as players and us as people. And, and, you know, like I said before, I couldn't be more honored to, to be a Winnipeg Jet and, and, you know, very excited for the, you know, for the coming future. And there has to be a pretty significant shift in mindset from going into a season where a bit of uncertainty about what was going to happen beyond to all of a sudden deal done, signed, you know, you're going to be here. I don't know if it's a weight that lifts. I don't know if it's clarity, but describe the difference between before you have that deal done and after you have that deal done and just the way you feel about being where you are. Yeah, obviously I, I feel, I feel very excited. I feel very honored. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty amazing feeling and, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of everything, you know, you know, you go through the summer where you just don't know what's going to happen and you have, there is a ton of uncertainty and, and, you know, you know, I'm a guy that kind of just goes, does my own thing and my agent kind of, kind of deals with all the other stuff. So, um, you know, there's days where you have tough days, there's days you have good days. Um, and then through the whole, the whole process, I think, I think once it actually signed, I think that next night I slept like you know, 10 hours, like, it, you know, it, 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 you don't understand the, the weight that it actually is on you until, until it's actually done. Um, you know, the amount of stress, the amount of anxiety that you're just like, just little, every little thought goes through your brain. Um, and you don't even know where they come from. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things that, that excites me. And, you know, obviously it's a, it is, it is a weight lift off your left, you know, taken off your shoulders, but at the same time, it's extra motivation. You know, you want to be, you want to be worth your deal. You want to be a guy that, um, you know, is, is, is an impact player each and every night. And I think that's, that's the way that I look at that is I'm, I'm always striving for more and, you know, whether, whether you have a con you have a, whether you have a one-year contract or an eight-year contract, you want to, you want to be the best every single night and, and strive for that and, and know it's always a work in progress. And, um, you know, that, that's the, that's the extra motivation. And it's, it's, it's the constant battle of being a human is, is, is figuring that all out. And that's, that's, you know, all about growth and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do it all. Uh, last question for me, um, the LA Kings visit tomorrow night. I don't know if you saw that on your schedule there, but uh, obviously Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, part of that team now, uh, he was, you know, it's been very public. He asked for a trade and got traded. What's that like when that happens on your team and, and, and you know, Listen, everyone's taking care of their brand, their career, right? It's, it's a business. But what was that like for you to, to, to hear that and to see it play out? I think that that's the thing is it, it is a business and, and every guy's every guy, you know, has their own own things going on. And and, you know, I know playing with Doobie, you know, a fr you know, a friend of Doobie, um, you know, a guy that battled a lot of games with him. And, um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm I, at the end of the day, I'm really happy for him. Um you know, he's a, he's a fantastic player in this league. He's a guy that's, you know, a horse out there. And, and we, we saw that first and forehand, first and foremost, that, you know, how great of a player he was and how much of an impact he was on the ice for us every game. And, and, you know, I'm excited to play against him. You know, I haven't played against him in a long time, uh, back in his, his Columbus days, obviously. But, um, you know, I think, I think you always play your friends a little harder. So, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be an exciting time. You know, we have, you know, we have three guys that played in LA last year, so I'm sure they're excited for it too. And, All right. um, you know, obviously just, just excited to, you know, excited to, to play against him, to see him, to, um, to talk to him. And, and, you know, f obviously at the end of the day, we want to get the win and we want to beat them. And, um, you know, but obviously it's, it, it'll, it'll be a, 
it'll be an exciting game for a lot of, for a lot of guys, including including Doobie, and um, I'm sure it'll be a good one. All right. Two things we want to get done before we let you go, Mark. We really appreciate your time. Want to do some quick hitters, and then we're going to get a got your back story from you. So I'm going to fire some questions at you. This is really intense, serious stuff. So uh, so get ready. Uh, quick hitters here, getting to know Mark Shifley of the Winnipeg Jets. Cards with the fellas at the back of the plane or iPad and relax a little bit after a game? I'm an iPad and relax guy. I, I love Marvel. Um movies so it's usually some sort of marvel thing some sort of show um and and relax the skill that is the biggest pain in the ass for you to work on like something you're not good at that you know you need to be better at but it just it sucks to work on it <clears throat> face-offs for sure it's it's one of those things where like you have to take them against someone and there's always a chance of you you know a blade riding up and hitting you in the hand or you know it's just a lot of impact on your wrists and your elbows and everything. And uh, I'd say, you know, it's one of those things that you'd have to work on and have to put the, put the man hours in, but it's, it's a tough one. You know what you're at this season, don't you? I do. There was, there was a lot of, a lot of extra time focused on face-offs this summer. So 62.8%. You're crushing it oh, in the face-off circle. Personal best. You're on the golf course. You're working on a personal best. You got five holes left and you're on a reachable par five. Are you going for the green in two? Or are you laying up? Personal uh, best round on the line. How aggressive are you? I would say I'm going. I'm going, I'm going for it. Like depending if, if it's in, if it's within reach. Like if it's in a, it's reachable. You know, obviously, obviously, if there's water, or I'm in a tough spot, or I'm in the rough, or you know, it's very. It's, it's if it's reachable, I'm going for it. You know, I, I um, you know, you wanna you wanna you wanna work on your game and you wanna work on on that stuff and you know to do that under pressure is is pretty impressive. So I'm going for it. I like it. You got to test yourself. Top three favorite Marvel characters. Uh, Captain America, Iron Man. Um, and then third one's... I'm so basic. I, I feel like uh, I got to go with <laughs> Thor. Where does this come from? Where does this love come from? We're going to test your honesty here. Do you have any figurines? Got to be honest no, here. No, no, no figurines. No figurines. <laughs> Um, I did go as Captain America for, for Halloween last year. Nice. Um, but I don't know where, I don't know what happened. I just, I just really, I, I love Disney in general. And I think it's just, you know, I, I got into it and I just love the, love the storylines. I love the, the messages that there are, that, that are always in them. And it's, you know, it's just one of those things you can't really explain, explain, but just obviously a big, big fan. Big couple of years for Marvel. Lots of content coming out to keep you busy on those planes. Last question. Most important one. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner, cranberry sauce belongs on the table or get rid of it. It has no place. I'm get rid of it. It has no place. Really? Yeah. Come on. Not a With the turkey sauce, and right. the stuffing and the potatoes and no go. No. Dare no you? Dude, hockey players don't eat any of that stuff anymore. Get real. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I've been in this debate with, Str with Jason Strudwick for a while. He thinks it needs to go. I'm trying to gather an army against him, but I think more people are in line with you, Mark, than, uh, than with Struds. Uh, good stuff. That was rapid fire getting to know Mark Shifley. Before we let you go, wanted to know if you had a story for us. The podcast is called Got Your Back. We love those stories that people have about a, a time in their life where they were jammed up a little bit and someone came through for them. Uh, so what comes to mind is if we put that to, uh, to Mark Shifley? You know what? I think I'm going to go with, um, you know, my, uh, my billet parents in, uh, in Winnipeg, the Drulagos, uh, you know, when I, when I first came to Winnipeg, I didn't have my license. 
Um, you know, they had to, they had to pick me up. Um, you know, they had to pick, they had to drive me, pick me up from the rink. So I'm in the NHL playing NHL games and I'm getting a ride from my, from my billet dad. Um, and when it was a funny one, it was like, I, I got dropped off at the rink and then I ended up getting sent down my 18 year old year and obviously I didn't drive. So I'm like, I have to call and be like, Hey, Craig, can you come pick me up? I, <laughs> I just got sent down. I'm going back to junior, but I don't have a ride. So obviously he came and picked me up. It was like a 25 minute drive back to, 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 to the rink to, to pick me up. And, um, you know, I know they always have my back They're They're, they're, they're pretty much family, um, now. So I'm going to go with the Durlego family for, for always having my back. That's amazing. Did they put cranberry sauce on the table at Thanksgiving? Do you remember? I, I, I'm sure they do. They, they always put up a good feed. Good. That's one for me. That's one for me. <laughs> hey, Mark, thank you so much for taking some time for us. Best of luck this season and congrats on the new deal. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, Pierre, uh, a pretty relaxed seeming Mark Shifley, I do have to say. It's almost like some, some weight has been lifted off his shoulders and he can settle in here. But uh, what stood out to you uh, from that interview? I think you're bang on with that question, too, when you asked him that about the burden being lifted, because that's why you see so many players of his stature at this time of year sign extensions right before opening night, right? I mean, uh, and those who haven't become huge stories. You know, until William Lelander signs in Toronto, it's a story. Elias Lindholm in Calgary, until he signs, it's a story. So I think for these guys, when they're being truly honest, like Shifley Shifley just did, um, it, it weighs on them no matter what they say. The other thing I would say is that if you lump him and Hellebuck in, in the same thing here, it's fascinating to me that legitimately there was a chance from talking to other front offices when we were at the draft in June that those two guys could have been moved this summer, mm-hmm. especially Hellebuck. Because at the time, Hellebuck's intentions seemed to be, I'm not signing, and therefore Calgary's in a spot where we better get something for him. And then it changes over the course of the summer. And one of the things I will always point back to is Steven Stamkos, who legitimately went to the UFA speaking period back in the day in 2016, met with the Leafs and the Sabres and the Habs, among other teams, the San Jose Sharks, and then was supposed to meet with Detroit the next day, but stopped the proceedings at the offices in Newport Sports and said, what am I doing? I'm, I'm going back to Tampa, man. And he took less money and re-signed in Tampa. And, and I guess my point is, whatever may be true in the moment and at the draft we've got so much stuff that we're that we're reporting on right can change and and in this particular case i don't think shifley ever wanted out but Mm -hmm. but there was a chance he might get moved if the jets didn't think they could sign him to an extension that made sense right so so he was kind of lumped in with hellebuck one way or the other and for sure he thought about Maybe he was getting dealt this summer. And then it doesn't happen. He signs. Hellebuck signs. The Jets are still all in. They're not retooling. It's, it's just a fascinating thing that, that how quickly things can change when it looks like a player is on the way out. That's, that's what I retain from it. No question. It'll be fun to watch uh, Shifley, Hellebuck, and the Jets. See if they can maintain that window, right? Get themselves into the mix and maybe take a bit of a run at things. They definitely have that uh, the star goaltender, the star centerman, and a heck of a good uh, set of defensemen, and one in particular that uh, that every team needs to contend. Uh, we would be remiss, Pierre, before we wrap up the podcast. Zuby, you can bring yourself in here, buddy. Uh, happy birthday, Chris Sabunia from Growling uh-huh. Media, the brains of the operation, behind the scenes, always taking such great care of us here on the podcast. Big time. You know, he all he wanted for his birthday was the day off, and I didn't <laughs> give him that. 
So Zuby, <laughs> wrap up putting this podcast to bed and then you take the rest of the day off. How's that, pal? Every day is a work day and I got a beer league hockey game tonight too. So. Oh, nice. Well, wow. there's no days off when you're the goalie. The goalie must play. So no, it's good. Maybe. I like playing hockey on my birthday, actually. Maybe your uh, your boss at Rev Media might be able to buy you a new ball cap, so you're not sporting the, the Blue Jays after such a brutal playoff. You know? Oh this is, yeah, this is literally a birthday there, present. <laughs> is that a new birthday present? <laughs> I got oh, today go. from my mom, so it's uh, okay. Yeah, well, that's okay. unfortunate yeah. for the team, but I do love the cap. That's good. Great yeah, job nice. as always behind the scenes, Zuby. You are cherished as part of the Got Your Back team, uh, and hopefully your team gives you the gift of some. Well, some sort of effort defensively tonight, yes. so you weren't embarrassed <laughs> on your birthday. The, the gift uh, of the gift of defense, and actually, we're playing a team that we know a lot of the guys on the other team, so it'll be fine. It should be fun. It'll be fun. There you go. Let us know how you do. We'll see you. All how right. about the birthday shutouts? Oh, I said it. Oh, I said it. I wish that for you tonight, pal. Yeah, I don't uh, think great you job. jinxed. I think it was long jinxed. The <laughs> shutout was long jinxed before you ever said it. Yeah, for sure. It was It was jinxed by the food you chose to eat on this game day, <laughs> Correct, this birthday yes. game day. Uh, Pierre, great job. Big thanks to Mark Shifley and the Winnipeg Jets for joining us. And a huge thanks to our title sponsor, Kuma Outdoor Gear. Uh, more podcasting set to go uh, through the rest of the week with Strudwick and I on our local Edmonton podcast. Uh, Ray and Dregs will drop a couple episodes this week as well, and we'll talk to you again next week. Take care, folks. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.